You are listening to the Health and Wellness Connection Podcast, the number one wellness podcast designed to provide the latest information to help you achieve your health and wellness goals. Our show features exciting guests, the latest in medical research, and in-depth discussions in current trends on weight loss, nutrition, and fitness. No matter what your interest, the Health and Wellness Podcast has you covered. And now, presenting your illustrious host, Dr. Barry, M.D. Hello, 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 and thank you for listening to the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. I want to thank you for being a faithful listener and checking us out every week on Afro Vibes Radio. But hey, if you somehow don't get a chance to check us out Thursdays, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on Afro Vibes Radio, please don't hesitate to check out our podcast page. That's anchor.fm backslash HW Connection. That's H-W-C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O-N. Again, check us out on our anchor.fm podcast page. Check out all the shows uploaded there immediately after the show airs on Afrovibes Radio. Also, if you want to listen to the show live on Afrovibes Radio, please download the app, afrovibesradio.com. You can download it from the, the website or go to your local or favorite, sorry, mobile OS app, be it Android or iPhone. Download the app on your phone today. You can stream the show as well as the awesome Afrobeat music collection live on your phone for free. Again, no money down, all free, all awesomeness. Do it today. Again, um, if you want to reach out to me personally, you can always get at me on Instagram. Um, my uh, name, Dr. Barry MD, D R B A R R Y M D. Also, you can email me at Dr. Barry Health at gmail.com. That's Dr. Barry, D R B A R R Y H E A L T H at gmail.com. And last but not least, Facebook is also where we're at, posting all the shows as well as other exciting articles. Check us out at www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. Again, please uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We love hearing from listeners. Any feedback, any even sponsorship opportunities, because we are um, very highly listened podcast. Always looking for sponsors. Check us out if you're interested in sponsoring the show. And also, you can do it on the Anchor FM page. You can donate, become a super sponsor. We're going to get a lot of cool freebies for those people who do sign up. So check us out again. It's Dr. Barry here. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the show. Hello, 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 guys, and welcome back to the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. It's your host, Dr. Barry, here again. And of course, we are broadcasting on Afro Vibes Radio. You can also find the show at anchor.fm backslash HW Connection. Again, this is the uh, premiere show for health and wellness information and news and all that other fun stuff that you want to do to keep yourself as healthy as possible, especially now during this pandemic. So, guys, uh, we're going to talk about just some of the current news events going on and of course the biggest one the news to uh, end all or the the news of story that kind of begets all other stories at this point and that is the coronavirus so of course the coronavirus is still raging on the united states is still the undisputed leader in coronavirus uh, diagnoses and deaths unfortunately so you know it's just a uh 
Um, unfortunate title that the U.S. has uh, achieved. Many people blaming Donald Trump for some of these uh, numbers. We're going to talk more in detail about some of the politics behind the whole coronavirus and how it's affecting overall policy, especially in the United States of America. Now, again, the numbers are pretty uh, dire for the United States. About 3.1 million people have been diagnosed with the coronavirus. Um, every day in the United States, there's new uh, hotspots surging all over the country. Um, from Texas, to California, Georgia, Florida. It's really just a hodgepodge of, of madness going on now for all my listeners in the United States. Now, I know I have a lot of this listeners in South America and Africa, and Africa's doing a lot better. We talked about actually Africa and their response to the coronavirus uh, last show, so definitely check that out if you missed it. But yeah, um, it's getting pretty crazy uh, here in the Americas. Um, approximately 50,000 new cases per day are being diagnosed in the United States. And this country that's right behind, actually, uh, the United States as far as new infections and even right now leading in deaths per day is Brazil. Brazil, something the country we've talked about at length on this show, primarily because the president of Brazil, uh, President uh, Bolsonaro, who was he was someone who was very, um, I guess you could say, skeptical of the virus, if you will. Um, he repeatedly stated that he felt the virus was some sort of ploy to ruin his presidency. That the virus wasn't real. He really didn't take it seriously. Actually, many local governments in Brazil had to force uh, its constituents to start taking precautions like self-isolation, wearing masks and so forth. And uh, because of this lackadaisical approach toward the virus, um, Brazil has suffered quite a bit. Um, approximately 1.7 million people in Brazil have been diagnosed with the virus. Approximately 38,000 people uh, per uh, new cases are being diagnosed every day. And they're averaging about 1,000 deaths a day. Um, this is for a population of about 200 million people. And just for reference, USA is about 300 million people. So uh, it's really unfortunate that despite the huge size of these countries with their relatively developed economies, um, it's been very difficult, it seems, for them to um, really get a handle on this virus and kind of prevent the rampant spread. Now, um, the virus itself is one unique uh, thing. And many people, especially early on during the initial um, uh, discovery of the virus, it was believed that track and trace would be an effective way to try and monitor those who have been infected, who, who they've been put around, or who, who these people have been around so you can help monitor the spread. Now, as a result, um, many people went and developed apps um, designed to work with phones that will kind of use your Bluetooth to help um, detect where you've been as well as who you've been around. And uh, this was, was determined that it would help them monitor patients who have been diagnosed and it will help them keep a track on um, you know, the patients who've been exposed so they can hopefully reduce you know, further spread of the virus. Uh, these actually apps was, um, these apps were used quite successfully um, in many countries, especially Nigeria. We talked about that last week. There was an app that was developed that's allowed the Nigerian health authorities to effectively trace individuals who have been exposed and has been able to also communicate to patients their test results and everything else. So there are some benefits to the apps. Now, of course, uh, many people felt because of the potential violation of uh, free speech um, that there was an issue as far as following people and monitoring their movements and this and that, which led to some uh, hesitation to start those sort of programs here in the United States. Um, however, um, it's believed now that due to... Um, you know, the immense spread of track and trace um, or sorry, the immense spread of the virus here in the United States of America. It may be actually too late to do that. 
So again, Track and Trace, like we said, has been used successfully in many other countries to help monitor patients with the coronavirus. And uh, due to the concerns here in the United States, it really hasn't been implemented. But there are a lot of local uh, municipalities that are starting to look at developing their own track and trace programs to help them monitor patients who have been diagnosed to ensure that they're you know, properly managing uh, the virus. Actually, New York uh, is one of the few cities that's actually um, working on developing its own uh, app, if you will, which will help um, hopefully reduce some of the uh, exposure of the virus. Now, um, this whole issue behind the virus and potential uh, violations um, of people's rights has been a kind of a consistent theme, especially here in the United States of America. Uh, I'm sure you, we talked about a few episodes ago regarding the mask and how the masks um, have almost become a symbol of, um, you know, of what we call um, politics or political gamesmanship, if you will. Um, it's believed that, you know, the, the masks um, have been a point of contention because Initially, many people um, were concerned about um, the availability of masks early on during the pandemic. So um, Dr. Fauci stated that, um, who was the, Dr. Fauci, by the way, is the head of the uh, CDC and infectious disease doctor here in America, who's kind of had a really integral hand in developing a lot of the policies that have been kind of put in place here in America, even though it's been a lack, lackadaisical effort, according to many people. But he is the one of the people who were in charge of that whole process. So um, it was believed that initially um, Dr. Fauci stated that actually that the masks were not going to be mandated because there was really a lack of masks. So there was a concern that if they mandated masks early, that it would potentially cause a shortage of masks, especially for healthcare providers and other first line uh, workers. However, um, as the pandemic has spread and multiple studies have come out uh, subsequently that we've also posted, by the way, on the Facebook page. Check us out, by the way, www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. If you check us out, uh, check us uh, out there. We have a lot of articles we posted recently, especially some of the ones I'm referencing on this show. Um, but the masks, um, since the masks were controversial early on, um, there's been a lot of studies that have come out since the initial confusion that have, have really clearly stated that the masks have been uh, severely underrated as far as their ability to reduce the spread of coronavirus and other infectious diseases for that matter. Many countries with huge populations and who were exposed early, South Korea, for example, is one of those countries um, that have a, a normal kind of culture of mask wearing where masks are really worn outside all the time as a, a sign of respect. Um, they actually developed um, the initial cases right when we did early around February, late February. And since then, South Korea, population 51 million, just for reference, they've had a total of 13,000 positive cases of coronavirus. They've had about 285 deaths total since the whole outbreak began. South Korea, by the way, guys. Meanwhile, we had 760 deaths today alone. So it's just really um, catastrophic when you think about uh, countries like South Korea, countries like Japan. Now they're also uh, pretty amazing uh, numbers, set of numbers. Japan, a country of 126 million people, had a total of 20,000 deaths from the coronavirus. Um, no, sorry, 20,000 positive cases, excuse me, total. Total deaths in Japan were only 980. And for the record, they did have 193 cases newly diagnosed today 
and they had two deaths today as well. So, uh, and that's a country of 126 million people. So about one third the size of the United States. So is 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 these are countries that you know essentially um, kind of encourage constant mask usage outside of their homes. And despite um, them wearing masks, you know people aren't just collapsing in the street because of they have to wear a mask, and people aren't like getting exhaustion because of having to wear a mask. Um, but because of the simple you know thing like wearing a mask, they've had a significant significantly decreased amounts of deaths and new infections. So when you look at these numbers and you look at kind of the outcomes, it becomes almost like, okay, guys, masks are really almost critical at this point to help reduce the spread, to help reduce some of the continued perpetuation of this virus. You know, masks are going to be instrumental in helping us, you know, reduce the spread. I mean, at the end of the day, we want to make sure that this coronavirus does not now become (laughs) the United States virus in the sense that we have such a high concentration of positive cases that other countries now will look at us as a risk to uh, accept, you know, travelers from the United States. And it's, it's going to be a bad look, guys. So I want to make sure we do everything we can to reduce the spread of this virus. And uh, one of those things is going to be mass usage. Now, um, of course, mass usage has been a big uh, point of contention. And, you know, for unfortunate reasons, um, Trump, like we said earlier, was really hesitant to wear a mask. He repeatedly stated he would not wear a mask. He went to a mask factory and refused to wear a mask, contaminating a bunch of masks. So it's been a, you know, a very concerted effort to kind of downplay the effectiveness of masks. And I think as a result, you know, we've really um, been you know, devastated by this virus. Um, and I also, you know, say that as someone who's working currently in the emergency room as the emergency physician, um, I told you guys earlier um, around March when the initial wave came and especially in this area in Houston, Texas, we had a very light um, amount of patients. Uh, I know New York at, at that time was getting quite devastated, having thousands of deaths a day and really kind of just had a significant toll on the city of New York. Texas was relatively um, spared at that point. Um, very few cases. Um, we had a lot of resources that were designed to help you know, beef up capacity, but never really quite needed it then. And I think this also played a role in the lackadaisical kind of approach toward the virus, especially on a political level here in the state of Texas and other parts of the the South. However, you know, as the uh, virus has made its way on down south, you know, it's kind of ravaged the northeast, ravaged the northwest, kind of, you know, kind of dibbling down without the Midwest. Now it's in the south, you know, here for the brisket, apparently uh, some of the good times that are being had. Uh, And this has also been contributed by, um, you know, I think people also traveling to the south to, uh, you know, take advantage of the quote-unquote open state that was going on when many states were were shutting down across the nation. Uh, So I think that also contributed to the virus continued to be propagated um, when people who were trying to avoid, you know, some of the quarantine rules in their respective cities would then travel to Houston, travel to Atlanta, some of the cities in the South to quote-unquote get away, but instead also brought more virus (laughs) fun for the locals and the, the people here, creating more of a virus hotspot. And I think for that reason, you know, there's a lot of people to blame, especially the political leadership in the effort to continue the economy rolling. I think lives are put at risk. So I think a lot of things we have to examine when we look at this virus and some of the political gamesmanship and how it's really hurt the population. And that's something that, you know, we shouldn't really uh, have. So the virus definitely has uh, taken its toll on the South. And as a result, hospital beds are filling up uh, all throughout the city. ICU beds are also at a critical stage at this point as well. So it's been definitely a a difficult time. So I say all that to say this. 
wear a mask. It's so important, and it's really uh, about saving lives at this point. Um, you don't want to be out there, you know, potentially spreading the virus to more people, creating more, you know, damage to the healthcare system as people flood the emergency rooms, you know, filling up ICU beds due to not being able to breathe. So, um, all right. So enough of that, uh, 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 you know, kind of a morbid uh, kind of info there. We're going to talk a little bit more about some of the other things regarding the, the uh, kind of health scene currently. Uh, we got information about potential health benefits of cannabis and potentially being explored as a potential treatment. We're going to talk more about that. We're also going to talk um, as well about, and we're also going to talk more about whether or not COVID-19 is truly airborne or not. There was some confusion there. We're going to really explore that in a little more detail. And lastly, we're going to talk about some of the treatments as well on coronavirus, about for coronavirus that have been discussed lately, including steroids, hydrochloroquine, as well as remdesivir. So stay tuned, guys. We got more info as well as just overall good vibes coming your way, guys. This is Dr. Barry with the Health and Wellness Collection radio show. Stay tuned after the break for more awesome news. Hello, guys, and welcome back to the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. This is your host, Dr. Barry, here again, thanking you for continue to, to stick with us and listen to the show and and uh we appreciate you guys and also if you have any updated information or you have any questions for us please don't hesitate to reach out uh, you can also reach uh, me via email dr barry health that's d-r-b-a-r-r-y-h-e-a-l-t-h at gmail.com um of course you can check us out on facebook www.facebook.com backslash hwc can i mean no sorry <laughs> www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss and lastly instagram at dr barry md so guys we're talking about the coronavirus pandemic and how it's affecting everybody out here you know it's pretty nuts that um you know like you said the mask has still been a controversial topic but one thing that's kind of actually come that's really also been a controversial topic is whether or not the coronavirus is airborne now, there was initial reports early on during the uh, pandemic about the virus being uh, spread from one person to another um, that who were not even in contact with one another. Um, it's been uh, reported, especially many uh, instances of people in the same building sharing the same air uh, circulatory uh, vents have been also spreading the virus. So there was a lot of confusion in that regard. And this is the reason why the N95s became so popular because it felt that a true N95 that's sealed around the face was truly the best protection against the virus due to these airborne uh, potential uh, potentials of the virus. Now, um, as the continued you know studies went on, it was believed that it was actually more so droplet transmission, meaning you know droplets of saliva or sputum um, that are being communicated from one person to the next. That was really how it was being spread. The airborne spread wasn't as common. But now they're saying that the airborne is actually a thing. So you have to be potentially you know, wary of this when you're around people. And really the most important way to prevent yourself from getting, um, I think, uh, spread is promoting more outdoor activities. You want to reduce the amount of, of you know, uh, times you have to kind of be in the closed, cramped space with a lot of people. Um, you want to get fresh air, you know, open the windows, open the doors, let the air circulate. It's also a very effective way of helping reduce some of the uh, levels of the virals, viruses in the air, especially if someone is sick. Like if there's someone in your home who is sick with the coronavirus and they're coughing and sneezing, you want to open the windows, let the place get ventilated, 
let the kind of uh, you know let the air kind of clear up so that you know it's not so easy spread especially if it goes into the home cir circulation system it can easily spread to every other individuals very easily so um, this is also distresses the critical importance of mask wearing now some people will say well it's airborne so if I wear a mask and I sneeze it's not gonna protect nothing the reality is it will protect a lot it won't potentially seal every single particle from coming out of your mouth but it will reduce it significantly um, there's some studies showing that almost like 90% of any potential particulate matter, any viruses that come out of your mouth when you're wearing a mask, 90% are reduced or don't come out at all. So, you know, it's so much better than the 100% that comes out if you're not covering your mouth at all. So, again, mask use is just so important, especially now with the clear evidence that airborne transmission is a thing and is something that can potentially perpetuate the virus more. So, it's just so important, guys, that you continue to be vigilant and not just kind of uh, be very lackadaisical because, again, I'm here in the ER, I'm working. I'm seeing a lot of people, young people, middle-aged, older people, um, you know, who are just kind of, you know, some taking it seriously as far as the precautions, some who um, have not been. But uh, the reality is it doesn't discriminate. This virus is affecting everybody. Uh, and uh, you're not, a, you're not uh, you know, immune. You could definitely get sick no matter your age. So it's, it's real. So, again, the viruses, uh, the airborne um, potential of the virus are real. That's also coming out now. So, guys, six feet. Six feet is so important. Keep that distance. You really can't stress the importance and how effective that is. That, along with mass use, can really reduce a significant amount of transmission of the virus. So definitely do that. Now, all right, guys. So the next thing I want to talk about here is some of the treatment options that are being developed for the coronavirus um, um, condition. Vaccines have been the big thing that's been pushed as a potential true solution to the virus as far as enabling us, in, enabling us to hang out again and be in large groups. So, of course, many companies are working on developing a new virus or a new vaccine that will help fight the virus and help keep your body from getting extremely sick from a viral infection. Now, of course, there's literally over 100 companies worldwide that are working on this virus, but the United States has also commissioned a couple companies here in the United States to um, work overtime to try and develop a virus by the end of the year. Now, there's a couple countries, I mean, companies that have been um, tasked with this um, effort. Novavask is one. Um, Moderna, Moderna is another one. Another uh, big medical health company that are being tasked to create these uh, viruses, and they're all in the middle of their trials. So, if you're looking to be a potential volunteer, maybe get a free vaccine. Some people say the vaccine is the devil. I say go back and look at the history. We're going to do a whole show on vaccines, and I'm not saying vaccines are perfect either. Please don't take it at I'm here saying everyone needs to get every vaccine on demand. But vaccines are definitely very effective when it comes to fighting in pandemics specifically. Um, and if there's a rampant illness and that's taking out people who are newly exposed to it, you know, training the body to basically be more equipped to fight it is a very effective strategy and has been proven many times in the past. So we're going to talk more about that on another show. But yes, the vaccine um, treatment is being heavily, heavily pushed. And that's something that's going to potentially um, be out by the end of the year. Now, whether or not it's going to be mandated, that I highly doubt. It's given the concerns regarding vaccines in general. I think it's going to be up to the manufacturers of vaccines to really ensure their safety and making sure that people feel comfortable taking them. And I think that's something that will have to be worked on. But ultimately, I think a vaccine done correctly can be a very effective way to fight this coronavirus infection. So, guys, stay tuned for that. Now, one thing we talked about briefly, you know, uh, before the break was um, 
a treatment that's you know being explored um, to fight the coronavirus and in virus infections in general that's pretty controversial and that is cannabis people have been looking at cannabis i don't know i don't know how many questions i've gotten regarding cannabis use in the, for coronavirus there's really been no evidence to say it's extremely effective or it's any way effective in treating cannabis i mean, instead of Sorry, let me say this again. It's really no effective. There's really no concrete evidence showing that cannabis is an effective way to treat the coronavirus infection. Um, but there's some scientists that believe that because of cannabis's um, numerous compounds, it has a lot of uh, uh, components that are extremely potent anti-inflammatory uh, compounds. That they believe that you know one thing that we know about coronavirus is that it creates a very severe what we call a cytokine storm it's actually a super intense um, wave of inflammation that overtakes the body people believe this infl inflammatory wave is what actually damages the body including the lungs and the brain potentially and organs like the kidneys and everything else so combating this inf inflammation has been a huge treatment goal when dealing with patients who have this illness this is one reason why steroids, which is a long-standing anti-inflammatory agent for, used for tons of different illnesses, has also found success when used to treat the coronavirus. But that's a whole other discussion. Either way, because of some of the anti-inflammatory mediators within the cannabis plant, um, it's believed that cannabis could be an effective way to treat and reduce some of the inflammation that occurs with the coronavirus. People are looking at various cytokines that are very commonly seen in elevated levels in patients who have active infections like IL-6, uh, tumor necrosis alpha. These are just different uh, inflammatory mediators. COX-2 is another one. Um, and these are all known to be in high levels when there's inflammation present. And cannabis has been shown in a, in a laboratory setting to help reduce some of these inf inflammatory mediators. So uh, people believe that, you know, those who potentially are exposed to cannabis could have a reduced infl inflammation or inflammatory response to the actual infection, thereby uh, allowing them to clear the infection quicker. So, and CBD is actually the plant that's being shown specifically to be most effective, especially when it comes to, comes to inflammation and asthma and other inflammatory-based illnesses. So, um, yes, it's something that you know is being researched, guys. So, there's something that you know if potentially effective could be an option to treat patients with especially in countries or states i should say who that have you know legal cannabis programs all right so you know that's just one treatment that many people will probably appreciate remdesivir which is a big um you know i guess you could say pharmaceutical option that's being developed that's found some initial success with um, initial trials is also um being rolled out as an effective treatment for the coronavirus as far as reducing the death um, it's seen in patients who are, you know, on their late stage of the disease. Now, as a result of the remdesivir, um, you know, um, treatment, it's, you know, believe that, you know, if people want to be on this remdesivir, they're going to have to have good money because it's not going to be cheap. Average treatment for remdesivir is going to be about $3,000. So if you have, you know, good insurance, you're going to be definitely uh, taken care of. If you don't have insurance, get ready to pay up now. <laughs> now that sounds harsh, but the reality is, Remdesivir is something that's, you know, been developed for um, quite a bit of time. And of course, you know, when pharmaceutical companies come up with novel treatment strategies, um, they expect people to pay up to help fund some of the research that went into the drug. You know, it's, uh, you know, something that's an unfortunate part of capitalism. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it is a new drug and it's, you know, been showing quite a bit of positive results. 
now. That being said, remdesivir is not without risk. There's some new research showing that um, because of remdesivir's, um, some of the side effects are seen in remdesivir uh, is liver toxicity. So, uh, you know, a lot of these drugs, especially when they're being developed, some of the side effects aren't really seen clearly until well into the course of the drug being available. So uh, because remdesivir is so very new, um, these side effects will start to get more and more known. But for now, uh, we know that um, there are some issues with liver disease as well as inflammation of the heart. So just be uh, aware of this. I'm sure doctors who are giving this are aware of this as well. So they're going to be monitoring patients who are on it. But just know that, you know, coronavirus is not without risk. Ultimately, um, because it's still a new infection, you just don't want to get the virus if you can avoid it. You don't want to even have to deal with all this. This is why it's so important that we say wear a mask, social distance. We're trying to reduce contact with others just to help reduce your risk of contracting the virus because, you know, you know, preventative medicine is always ideal. All right. So that being said, um, you know, we're going to start to uh, wrap up the show uh, today, guys. Thanks for listening to the Health and Wellness Collection podcast. We are so happy for you guys for sticking with us. We have more exciting content, more interviews coming up. Please, um, you don't want to miss some of these shows we have lined up. It's going to be an amazing time, everybody. So again, it's your host, Dr. Barry. Again, thanks for sticking with me. I appreciate every last one of you. This is the Health and Wellness Collection podcast. Stay tuned for more next week. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Health and Wellness Connection podcast and radio show. For more information on ways to get healthy, please check us out. www.anchor.fm forward slash HW Connection. Here you can re-listen to the show, check out older shows, and even further support the show by becoming a subscriber to the podcast. Please check us out today. Again, that's anchor.fm forward slash HW Connection. And also, don't forget to follow Dr. Barry on Instagram at drbarrymd. Until next time, stay healthy.